in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Our preacher today is the Archbishop of York, Dr. John Sentamu, on this day that he retires from office. Later today, he will lay down his pastoral staff on the altar at York Minster, concluding nearly 15 years as Archbishop, Metropolitan and Primate of England. With him, we worship and glorify God today, giving thanks for all his blessings in life and in ministry. 
Meanwhile, we continue to pray for those suffering in this country and throughout the world as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as for all those caring for them. Let's join together now with the words of our opening prayer. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God the Father forgives us in Christ and heals us by the Holy Spirit. Let us therefore put away all anger and bitterness, all slander and malice, and confess our sins to God our Redeemer. Father, you come to meet us when we return to you. Lord, have mercy. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. Jesus, you died on the cross for our sins. Christ, have mercy. Christ, Christ have, have mercy. mercy. Spirit, you give us life and peace. Lord, have mercy. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. May the Father forgive us by the death of his Son and strengthen us to live in the power of the Spirit all our days. Amen.
Let us pray. Holy God, faithful and unchanging, enlarge our minds with the knowledge of your truth and draw us more deeply into the mystery of your love, that we may truly worship you, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span, enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has directed the spirit of the Lord or as his counsellor has instructed him? Whom did he consult for his enlightenment and who taught him the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Even the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are accounted as dust on the scales. See, he takes up the aisles like fine dust. Lebanon would not provide fuel enough, nor are its animals enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing and emptiness. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. At Acts 435, we see that a small gift can make a big difference. How often God takes a small thing we offer and weaves it into his bigger picture. In 2009, I returned to York after six years serving God overseas, responding to his call, but unable to find a job thanks to the 2008 financial crash. When I responded to a small advert in St. Michael the Belfry's church bulletin for a part-time bookkeeper for a new charity, Little did I know what doors would open to witness and experience God's provision and blessing. God knows every hair on our head and I have been humbled and full of gratitude at how he prepared me for the opportunity of leading the work of Acts 435, where my finance background, love for the church and heart for the poor could be combined. Acts 435 is an online giving charity which takes that image in Acts chapter 4 of the early church ensuring that no one was in need and takes it wider, connecting people in the UK who want to help with individuals struggling financially. Acts 435 works because every month individuals choose to visit our website and give to the specific needs they read about there. We encourage that whilst most charities would advocate the wisdom of donors setting up direct debits and standing orders. This has meant a daily trust in God's provision for the poor, and he has never failed us. Over two million pounds given in 10 years, helping over 22,000 people without a fundraising department. I count our donors as friends on the journey of helping those in need, 
a journey that now goes deeper with an increase in need due to the COVID-19 pandemic. We are well placed for such a time as this to meet so many different needs, whether that be a mobile phone for an isolated person living alone, support for someone suddenly out of job without savings and awaiting universal credit, or a tablet to enable a child to keep accessing school learning from home. This is alongside the ongoing general needs that people in our country are facing. We have been humbled to see our donors give even more generously at this time. As we partner with many more churches and reach out to many more people in need, I am holding fast to the promise that God is faithful. Our Lord will provide. reading from the second letter of Paul to the Corinthians, starting at chapter 13, verse 11. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order. Listen to my appeal. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. One God who was and who is and who is to come, the Almighty. Alleluia. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, 
All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Welcome to the Archbishop Desmond Tutu Garden and Orchard here at Bishop for Palace. Welcome. May I speak in the name of the Son, in the power of the Holy Spirit, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. I begin my reflection on the four passages of Scripture appointed for this Trinity Sunday with a story. Not about anyone else, but me. I was 10 years old when I responded to Jesus Christ's invitation to become his friend and to discover his plan for my present and my future. To receive life in all its fullness in the present and to know the forgiveness of past sins. To own my past, but not to be enslaved by it and to begin writing my future in hope. 61 years on, I truly know I was lovingly invited into God's glorious community of love, rooted in faithfulness and friendliness. And throughout my life, I have found God in these experiences. I found union with God, encountering Him as loving Father, as the redeeming Son, and as the energizing Holy Spirit, ever ready to answer my call as the helper and strengthener. Not three gods, but one God present to me in three persons. I found myself trusting in God with a new lifestyle, a life of obedience to the pattern demonstrated by Jesus of Nazareth, who lived it out in the power of the Holy Spirit. I found myself united with other followers of Jesus Christ because I was, they were, we are united with the Father, with the Son and with the Holy Spirit, united in our witness and life together as disciples of Jesus Christ, bound up with the worship of one God in three persons. As we heard in the beautiful blessings at the end of our reading, from St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, we live together as followers of Jesus Christ because of the grace, the unmerited favor of the Son, the love of the Father, and the fellowship, the shared life we have with the Holy Spirit. Believe you me, faith, trust, is not a crutch to lean on. It is the very act of leaning. Faith is nothing better than sanctified common sense. It is the most common sense thing in the world to trust in the incomparable power and majesty of God, in the infinite and changing love and infallible truth of God, eloquently portrayed by prophet Isaiah in our reading. 
to trust anywhere else needs a great deal of justification. But to trust in God needs no apology. For as Gerard Manley Hopkins put it, the world is charged with the grandeur of God. No entity in heaven or earth compares to God, and therefore none can prevent his justice and mercy to us. The God who created the earth and made the heavens is mightier than the gods we attempted to worship. Money, power, status, ethnic origin, competitive sport. Those gods, after all, are created, not creators. As the wonder of it, as Psalm 8 sings majestically, God's name, character, majesty and power is glorious throughout the world. And yet, mortal humankind was made little less than divine Elohim and adorned with glory and majesty, depicting humankind as godlike, as in Genesis chapter 1. The wonder is that we are loved with a love that is stronger than death by the one who went to hell and back, even Jesus Christ. For authority in heaven and on earth has been committed to him and he has promised us his power and presence to the end of time. Filled with his love and power, he sends us out to go and make all nations his friends and learners. He calls us to stand at the intersection where God's love and human need meet, telling others that we are the hungry and the thirsty ones who have been led to the bread of life and the living water, welling up to eternity. He also sends us out to become friends of the weak and those who are marginalized. Jesus Christ is always at the center and at the same time encompasses all present on the circumference with those who are on the margins. This awesome God has touched and healed and is healing my wounds by his great miracle in me, his constant forgiveness. He has taught me to welcome the person within me who is weak and poor in spirit. In Matthew 25, Jesus bids us to welcome him in the poor, the sick, the hungry, the homeless, the naked, the prisoner, and the stranger. As his followers, this we must all do implicitly and in a very, very small way, I have given it my best shot. But reflecting on my 61 years as a follower of Jesus Christ, I have tended to shy away from recognizing Jesus Christ in my own poverty of spirit. I have stood alongside those who are in need without at the same time acknowledging the poor and prisoner inside me. I now know it is both hand. I have learnt with wonder to see Jesus Christ in my own poverty, hunger and thirst for meaning and in my deepest needs as well as all that is strange inside me. The blessed and glorious Trinity is beseeching me, beseeching you, to welcome all this and not deny their existence in me, in you, and to accept that they are there, 
because on the very ground of our defeat is where we meet the healer who bears the marks of crucifixion in his body, discovering the presence of God in these very places of weakness is liberating. God in Jesus Christ calls us into the pain, the mystery of the cross and redemption, forsakenness, leading us to a compassion like his, so that even in the midst of searing pain, we can focus our eyes on others and their pain and be steadfast in love and care for them. And as we grow in trust, we learn to wait in hope and open our lives to the tender love of God and hear him in the lament of his world. God the Holy Spirit, like a parent to their child, is a comforter to each one of us. He interprets our deepest unuttered cry and draws us out of our inner prison of fear. God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit is compassionate and gentle of heart. Therefore, we will not be afraid to open our wounded hearts to him. Let us go to him for wholeness and healing as we put our trust in him. Come, come, I'll go with you. Amen. Love by George Herbert. Love bade me welcome, yet my soul drew back, guilty of dust and sin. But quick-eyed love, observing me grow slack from my first entrance in, drew nearer to me, sweetly questioning if I lacked anything. A guest, I answered, worthy to be here. Love said, you shall be he. I, the unkind, ungrateful? Ah, my dear, I cannot look on thee. Love took my hand and smiling did reply, who made the eyes but I? Truth, Lord, but I have marred them. Let my shame go where it doth deserve. And know you not, says love, who bore the blame? My dear, then I will serve. You must sit down, says love, and taste my meat. So I did sit and eat. We join together in the words of the Creed. We, we believe, believe in, in one God, God the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, earth of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, 
who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In the power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to the Father. We pray that this day may be holy, good, and joyful. We pray to you, O Lord, that we may offer to you our worship and our work. We pray to you, O Lord, that we may strive for the well-being of all creation. We pray to you, O Lord. Keep us, good Lord, under the shadow of your mercy. We pray to you, O Lord. Sustain and support the anxious and fearful. We pray to you, O Lord. Be with those who care for the sick and lift up all who are brought low. We pray to you, O Lord. May we find comfort knowing that nothing can separate us from your love in Christ Jesus our Lord. We pray to you, O Lord. May we be bound together by your Holy Spirit in communion with all your saints and trusting one another and all our life to Christ. We pray to you, O Lord. Let us commend ourselves and all for whom we pray to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father. Peace from his Son, Jesus Christ, who is our peace. Peace from the Holy Spirit, the life giver. The peace of the triune God be always with you. And also with you. In the Savior's love, 
My name is Tari Romachero, and I am an ordinance studying at Cranmahal in Durham. I am from Birmingham, which is where my family lives. When lockdown started, I was in Durham, where I live in a college house with three other ladies as part of Cranmahal community in St. John's College. Living under lockdown has not been the easiest thing to do, as we're used to being out and about in college, being able to visit family and to catch up with friends. But being part of a college community has played a key role to my experience of life under lockdown. As a house, we have cooked and sat down together to share meals. We have taken every opportunity to bring life to the house, celebrating birthdays, or when we've ended in an assignment with a meal and a movie, a tradition that is still carrying on. We have been each other's keeper, having time to sit and chat, especially at the beginning as things were unfolding, about how we are feeling and what we are thinking, and to pray. I have treasured the times that as Cranma community, we have come together to pray online in small groups over the Easter break and as a college when the Easter term started. Personally, prayer has been key to keeping my faith going, just knowing that God is there, that he hears, that he's watching over us. And this has been by myself, with friends, with the community, with family, either on Zoom, on WhatsApp, on Facebook. And the message that we get from Matthew, when Jesus tells us that he is always with us to the end of time, has encouraged me and stayed with me. It has inspired me to also go out there, check on other people via phone calls or text messages to see how they're doing and how they're managing with this lockdown. And I believe this is something that is very important during this time and even afterwards when the pandemic is over. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks and praise. Father, we give you thanks and praise through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, your living word, through whom you have created all things who was sent by you in your great goodness to be our saviour. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he took flesh as your son, born of the Blessed Virgin. He lived on earth and went about among us. He opened wide his arms for us on the cross. He put an end to death by dying for us. 
and revealed the resurrection by rising to new life. So he fulfilled your will and won for you a holy people. And now we give you thanks, most gracious God, holy and undivided Trinity, because you have given us the light of the knowledge of God in the face of Jesus Christ, that we may grow into your likeness and be changed from glory to glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing. Lord, you are holy indeed, the source of all holiness. Grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit and according to your holy will, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in the same night he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. And so, Father, calling to mind his death on the cross, his perfect sacrifice made once for the sins of the whole world, rejoicing in his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, and looking for his coming in glory, we celebrate this memorial of our redemption as we offer you this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. We bring before you this bread and this cup, and we thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. Send your Holy Spirit on your people and gather into one in your kingdom, all who share this one bread and one cup, so that we, in the company of all the saints, may praise and glorify you forever, through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory be yours, almighty Father, for ever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our, our Father, Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Let all who are thirsty come, let all who wish receive the water of life free. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Let Almighty and eternal God, you have revealed yourself as Father, Son and Holy Spirit and live and reign in the perfect unity of love. Hold us firm in this faith that we may know you in all your ways and evermore rejoice in your eternal glory, who are three persons, yet one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. In June 2011, I joined the Archbishop of York Youth Trust a charity founded by Archbishop Sentamu with a vision to empower young people to transform society. When I began, I was tasked with writing an award for young people, something that would help them to grow in their leadership and their character, whilst also providing them with practical opportunities to reach out and serve others. If I'm honest, I felt pretty nervous as I began writing and piloting the programme with young people across York. I remember driving into work most days saying, Lord, you've got to help me with this. I don't really feel like I know what I'm doing. Despite having a background in youth work and education, I was still nervous. And I would ask, is this really going to work? Will it make a difference? Do I even have the skills necessary for the task? But then I'm reminded that throwing ourselves on God when times are uncertain is just what he wants us to do. And during those years, I regularly held on to the promise we read in Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Nine years on and through the grace and favour of God and our fantastic staff team, the Young Leaders Award has now reached 100,000 children and young people. 
In fact, in the past two years, some 20,000 young people completed an incredible 100,000 hours of volunteering and social action in their communities. Take, for example, the story of Amelia, a secondary school student who set up a social enterprise for the homeless in her community. She even convinced 47 of her peers and seven school staff to sleep out one night so that they could experience something of what it is like to be homeless. It's just so inspiring when young people use their leadership, their compassion and their creativity to transform issues in our society. And this is still the case even now in this current crisis. It's been a real honour to serve uh, Archbishop Sentamu and Margaret and to be spurred on by them in this vision. What started as a small trial is now reaching out to young people across the entire country. And I'm most grateful for Archbishop Sentamu's example, reminding us of what is possible when we trust in the Lord with all our heart. God the Father, who first loved us and made us accepted in the beloved Son, bless you. Amen. God the Son, who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, bless you. Amen. God the Holy Spirit, who sheds abroad the love of God in our hearts, bless you. Amen. The blessing of one true God, to whom all love and all glory for time and for eternity come down upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.